Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Find a store near you or shop online at pandora.net. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees? Period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Ben and Ashley I, almost famous, in-depth. This is Ashley My's favorite time. Uh, in-depth podcasts are just like, I feel like it, Ashley, where it's a time where I like kick my shoes off, I put my feet up, I take a deep breath, and we just sit down to see where these conversations go. And it's time for another in-depth on the Almost Famous podcast. Yeah, so this podcast will be two in-depth interviews. Um, first, we're going to start off with Ben Flanick. Um, he was the one who ended up with Courtney Robertson in Bachelor Season 16. And then we'll be talking to Jake Palvaca, who ended up with Vienna in his season, which was that season ten, uh, 9? Anyway, um, both guys ended up with the villains of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of these girls are villains in real life, but that's what they were portrayed as. And um, let's get that conversation started with Ben F., the Ben that came before Mr. Higgins. Ben was a contestant on the seventh season of The Bachelorette, where he proposed, but unfortunately was said no to by Ashley uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Iconetti, is it Ashley Hebert? Nope. Hubert. 
Hugh it's Bear. French. Oh, I knew it. He was later chosen as The Bachelor on the 16th season of The Bachelor, where he proposed to Courtney Robertson. Well, and less than one year later, uh, that relationship ended. Ben is from Sonoma, California, and is a winemaker. He's the founder of Ion Wines, which is a winemaking company that specializes in... Well, I'm going to ask him how you say this, but, but he's on now. Ben, what kind of wine do you specialize in? What is this, Provencal? A Provencal, yeah. It's a, it's a region in France. Okay. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. We're pumped to sit down with you today. This is how the uh, in-depths work. We really have no agenda for this. We just want to sit down and catch up on where you're at in life, where you've been in life, and maybe where you're going as well. And we just, Ashley and I want to start this by saying thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Yeah, totally, man. You know, it's COVID, so I've got plenty of time. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, Where are you recording right now? Um, I'm actually in Odessa, Texas at um, my best friend's house. He was actually another contestant on The Bachelorette. We've remained Ooh. very close touch over the last decade. Lucas Daniels. So I know I would know his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you met on The Bachelorette, you stayed friends, and then you guys are like just hanging out together during COVID? We're buds, yeah. I've actually been out here a, a couple times during COVID. It's, you know, there's not a whole lot going on in, in West Texas, so it's it's nice to be able to, I don't know, the comforts of, of Texas are, are nice. It's got a big old mm. office, and I like, uh, I like the people out here. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, I, I know this time has been crazy. Uh, for all of us, but you spend most of your time still in Sonoma, correct? I do. Yeah, that's that's home. Um, I actually I lived in San Francisco for the last 14 years and um, just just left like six weeks ago for good. Uh, wow. City's changed a lot and I'm kind of on this like eat, pray, love three to six month journey. That's why I'm here and um, I'll eventually get back in Sonoma, but uh, only time will tell. So you don't have a permanent residence right now? I don't have a permanent residence. Look at that. No, it's a cool time to catch you for an index. I was going to say, this is the perfect, like the perfect season just to sit back and process life together. It feels really good. Like I've never been this happy. It's nice not having, you know, brick and mortar and all, all this stuff. Uh, I put it all in storage and you know, wherever I end up, it'll, that that's where I'll go. So what inspired you to be such a, a vagabond? Um, I just figured like rolling with the chaos was the right move um, with so much uncertainty and everything that's going on in the world. I just figured I'd just, I'd take you know, my golf clubs and uh, one of my cars and kind of hit the road. And um, I'm discovering a whole lot more about myself and, and the people that I surround myself with and, you know, where I'm at professionally and, and what I want to do. So it's, it's been a really, really positive move. What are some of the, uh, I mean, this is not where we plan on st starting, but I think it's no. a beautiful way to start um, because, I mean, honestly, these in-depths are just to get to know you better. What were some of the things that led up to the decision to finally make this happen? I mean, I know even last night, I'm going to give you a little context in my life right now. Last night I had a bunch yeah. of guys over to my house and reading a book uh, by John Eldridge called Get Your Life Back. And the the whole concept of the book is to eliminate the unnecessary distractions so that you can pull back who you are, who your childlike soul is, you know, how you can bring joy back into life. So you're not 
on the go. And, and it was interesting to sit around with eight guys or four guys, I guess, last night and two guys on virtually and talk about how many of us have this desire to get something back that we don't even know what it is. And it, and it feels like if we were to have a little courage, we'd maybe take the step that you just took to rediscover and to get away. So I'm really intrigued what it is that m made you say yes to this. Um, honestly, you know, I just, uh, just San Francisco, it, it was a, is a, is a beautiful place and a wonderful city. Uh, it had changed a lot and I just, it had changed so much from the city that I originally loved. And I think, I think it was just kind of time to, to get away from, from that geographic location. Um, and then secondly, like professionally, I, um, I closed a couple of my, my own companies and, um, I was just like, man, maybe I should just like go and search uh, and, and talk to different people and, and be around like people I trust and love the most and kind of see where I belong. I think that's kind of the purpose of this this whole journey. Um, and so far, you know, I've been able to like put some check marks on some things and, and feel inspired. Um, I, my entrepreneurial spirit is back. It was just like... Um, Creating creating space for myself physically and mentally um, has been really really helpful, and I find myself um, being more introspective, and I'm reading more like you've been. Uh, just like, with, and again, like, there's so much craziness going on in the news and all this stuff, and I try not to try not to bother with any of it, and like find what's important to me, and then I feel like at the end of this journey, I'll I'll be somewhere that. Um, I should be hopefully for, you know, the duration of, of my life or, or at least a long time. So does this mean that Ben F is no longer a winemaker? No, I still have a winery. Um, oh, okay. yeah, I still, I, and I still have, you know, a number of my, my own projects and, and um, things like that. But, um, there's, you know, I like probably the two of you are, are entrepreneurs and, and like exploring new different things. And so. I feel like just being stagnant in one place in my, my house in San Francisco, I wasn't getting those, those creative juices flowing. And so I'm, I'm finding it on the road. That That's interesting. I just told Jared, um, we were out lying on the beach in Newport, Rhode Island. And I was like, I feel like I get most creative and most in business mode when I'm somewhere relaxing. Totally. It's, it's very inspiring and you just have to get out of like, the a location really yeah it's um it's really important to kind of get out of your your, your comfort zone i think and, um, again like surrounding yourself with the right people i think is, is also really important um and i'm, I'm one i'm like you know a little bit of a, a vagabond like i like living in nice hotels and, <laughs> and like mm -hmm. staying with friends when i can um and so i'm i'm, I'm very lucky um and then i you know will work Know, x amount of hours a day and then try to be creative for, for the rest of the time and things seem to be shaping up nicely ben this is awesome to uh to hear it's it's i'm excited for you i think a lot of people out there right now especially during the season where there is a lot of changes um in most people's lives i think they're going to hear this and and at some level relate which is ideal uh, for an in-depth uh ben Let's take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to start back at your childhood uh, and work our way all the way up to when you're The Bachelor and now kind of 
digging in a little bit further to where you're at in life today. So, hey, we'll take a break. We have Ben F., uh, who is The Bachelor on the In-Death Podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving in to your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Collie Power. <laughs> Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Cauliflower's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Cauliflower, crave on. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This week alone, Ashley, I'm not going to go into the details necessarily of the conversation that I had, but I, I sat with a friend of mine for two days Uh, who is in a really tough place in life. We'll say it that way. 
And he mentioned to me that he is going to start, and he already had started at one previous time in his life, uh, reaching out to BetterHelp because of kind of the the setup of BetterHelp, right? It's it's virtual. If you're not kind of like clicking with the person that you're assigned to or that you get to have, you can move to somebody else. BetterHelp came up in my life organically this week, and I was so excited because I immediately said, I don't know if it was appropriate given the conversation, but I said, my podcast, you know, promotes BetterHelp and talks about BetterHelp, and we have for a while. So BetterHelp is out there. It's a growing brand who is benefiting many, many people. It sure is. We love it because you can do it through text. You can do it through phone. You can do it uh, video chat. And a lot of people just don't need the anxiety of driving to an office and whatnot when it comes to therapy. And also just the whole dating a therapist thing. It's like awkward. You go see one and you don't click. Well, you can change therapists whenever you want. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, we definitely suggest going to BetterHelp. It's entirely online, like I just said, and it's convenient, flexible, can be suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. To learn to make time for what makes you happy, go to BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash almost. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So, Ben, we covered that you grew up in Sonoma, California. What was your childhood like? Uh, let's talk about, like, your nuclear family. Yeah, Sonoma, you know, Sonoma's the best. Um, it was it was nice that the, the my little town was featured on, on both the shows that I was on because it's such a, such a beautiful little community. Yeah, that's the perfect word for it. Everybody kind of knows each other. You know, there's 10, 12,000 people that live there. It's wine culture. Um, my, my parents were, were very dedicated to their, their children and, and my mom still is. Um, and so my upbringing was very, you know, suburban, but with a, with a European twist, you know, Sonoma's very European in a sense. Um, it was a, a really, it was a really lovely childhood. It really was. Now your family wasn't in winemaking from the beginning, right? No, they weren't. Uh, my mom was a teacher. My dad worked in uh, like the medical field and um, the wine stuff is just like, I feel like if you are born and raised in an area where it's, it's around, you kind of catch the bug. There was always wine on the table. You know, my, my dad was from 
originally like Eastern Europe. And so, you know, there was, I was probably had my first glass of wine when I was six or at least like sip. And yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and the, the people that are in the industry are like super supportive, especially being from a, a really small town. Um, and so I, I learned a lot. I had really great mentors along the way. Um, people that taught me, taught me a ton. And I'm still very, very close with those people today. And you have one sister? One sister. Yeah. She's living in Marin. She's just had uh we have like our first of the next gen, um, Josephine. She's two and a half years old. She's really sweet. She's really, that's the, like the main reason I cried when I left for this little, little journey. My sister still gives me, shit, um, about, about leaving, but, um, she's kind of the apple of everyone's eye and, and has really, um, made our, our family dynamic super strong. My sister married one of my best friends and he's a scratch right. golfer and he's the best. So it's like, we've got a good, we've got a good thing going on in Northern California. And I, you know, despite this like crazy journey that I'm on, you know, ultimately I, I will probably end up back in, in, in the Bay area at some point. Um, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm still single. And so I'm like, do I buy a house? So I, you know, it just a lot of things going on. You know, if this was, uh, I've learned my lesson, but when Harrison comes on this podcast, uh, we end up talking golf for like five to 10 minutes every <laughs> time. And our listeners, I don't think love it. So if, if this was any other podcast, I would love to dig into no. <laughs> the golf game a little bit, but, uh, for the sake of, and it's everything inside of me just wants to talk to you about it, but for the sake of this show, <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're not going to get into it. Um, so Ben, you just mentioned it, but you know, Sonoma has this, this, this wine culture around it. You enter into the business. Just, can you give all of us a perspective of how big your vineyard is and, um, and, and how much of your life that takes up now? Yeah. So it used to be a whole lot more. So I, I used to, I started a winery back in 2008 with a childhood buddy. Uh, we, we built that brand up for a few years and then, you know, cut to bachelorette and bachelor and we sold, you know, exponentially more cases. That wasn't the reason for me going on the show, but it was obviously a very nice benefit. Um, so we were able to, to sell those brands to a larger company. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. No more winemaking because it's a really, really difficult business. Um, although it's really fun, it's, it's, it's quite challenging to, to make a buck. Um, so we were lucky. Uh, I started making Fernet and then I started uh, a new line of wines uh, about five years ago when my buddy called me, he's like, I've got some extra Grenache laying around. My ex-girlfriend at the time was a big fan of Rosé. So I was like, screw it. I'll just make some Rosé for fun. And now I'm like back into the wine business, which I don't really, you know, I love it, but like, I didn't plan on being back into it again. And so I, my, I focus primarily on, on Rosé. Um, I don't own any vineyards um, at this time. I just like contract all my fruit. I bring it in, I crush it, we make it and it's ready in five, six months. And it's you know, it's, it's good stuff and it's delicious and rosé is um, appropriate for you know, this time of year or any time of year, really. But what I love about the, the, the category is that um, people are always down to drink you know, more than one bottle, which makes, makes it a fun time. Yeah. So you definitely didn't plan when you went to college and graduated with a bachelor's degree in music production to yeah. do wine. What were you thinking about doing initially? Oh, well, funny enough, like I was, uh, I was in brewing in college. So my, my job, uh, I went to University of Arizona. I was uh, the assistant brewmaster at this brewery um, during college, which was the best job ever. So I, 
I loved like I loved fermentation. I love being able to you know take these things and then create this this tangible product that people would be like, "Whoa, you made this! This is amazing!" And I I loved that that elicited response from people um, when you when you handed them that that gift that thing. It was before I was even like selling stuff, right? And um, that made me feel really good because someone else got they found value in it. That that was the the important part. Now. Let's flash forward then, because at some point during this, uh, the Bachelorette calls, and uh, yeah, I mean, I remember your season because you had you did it, and many do, but you had a lot going on outside of being on the Bachelorette and being the Bachelor. But it obviously, as you just mentioned, it, it affects all of our lives so much. I mean, it, you know, changes a ton. How did the process work leading up to getting on the show? Uh, my sister signed me up, and um so i had another company at the time i was doing um digital marketing i've always been kind of in in tech in and out of in and out of in and out of that but myself and the producers decided to pick winemaking as my my title because it's more romantic but it takes oh yeah it takes fun wine (laughs) you know so yeah Yeah. we we, uh we, we laid off that um and so i remember being in in my office in um san diego and it was kind of a joke I just kept kind of going through the casting process. And one day they called me and they're like, we'd love you to come on The Bachelorette. And I, I remember being on the phone and like opening up my office door and be like, hey, Brad, I made it. And should I do it? And he goes, yeah, bro, do it. So like, that was really it. Um, and I'm sure, I don't know what your casting, I don't know what your casting experience was like, but like we had to, there was some in-person stuff, but we had to make DVDs. Remember DVDs? We had to like oh. film it and like put it down and like send it in the mail. Uh, I did that too. Yeah, I think I, I was probably like the last no, cycle to have yeah. to set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Us okay. would probably be yeah. the last cycle that sent it in, like with a physical disc. Yeah, and uh, then it was kind of it was off to the races. Um, I loved, I loved my time on The Bachelorette. I, I loved it. It felt like it felt like a great vacation to me. Um, unfortunately, like I had a, a lot. Of, there were a lot of good dudes on the show, as I'm sure both of you have made lots of friends from the franchise. Um, and so I, I hold those those relationships very near and dear to my heart. Um, obviously, I'm like sitting in West Texas. My buddy's always like, "Do you yeah. really want to come out to Odessa?" <laughs> you know? uh-huh. um, but uh, but uh, you know, in, in comparison to like being you know the guy, um, which I still consider to be like my my hardest uh, project yet. I mean, it was so mm-hmm. so difficult. And then you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Well, we're going to get into that, but I want to know what kind of relationships you were in before you you said yes to The Bachelor. How many serious ones? Anything that was like truly life altering? Um, yeah, I had my heart broken in high school. Uh, there was this girl who like didn't, you know, we were very close friends. She didn't pay. We were close friends, but like she ended up like dating this other dude and I was just totally crushed. Um, and then college, the same thing. I had this, this girl that I loved and... Um, she broke up with me because I was, you know, graduating and she's like, I just want to enjoy my last year. And then she started dating this dude like two months later. And I was like, no. Um, and then after, after that, I was like single for a while. I, I did the single thing for a long time. Um, you know, a bunch of three month things in there. My longest relationship was after the bachelor. I was in a relationship for about four years um, with, with the same girl. Um, but but yeah, it's not not that I'm like opposed to, to being in a relationship by any means. I, I, I like it, but um, my life is you've got to be like agile um, and flexible because I'm I like being here, there, and, and everywhere. 
Um, how how old were you when you got on The Bachelorette? Um, I think I was 20, 28 or 29. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think I remember that too. All right, so let, let's start out with The Bachelorette. I huh. mean, what was your experience on that first night? First night, you know, it's funny. I, I, um, I remember... Well, you look back on it now and like the fashion is so different, right? It's like, man, why did you wear that suit? <laughs> I keep telling Ben this watching the GOAT episodes. I'm like, my biggest takeaway from this episode fashion. was the fashion is horrendous. Everything looks so cheap, so right? gaudy. It's yeah. incredible. And like, I remember the suit that I wore, I got in Paris at like Hugo Boss and it was like tailored to me and I thought it looked great. But then I like <laughs> I went back and watched it and I was like, that's like kind of an ill-fitted suit. Um, but the, the, the first night was, um, was nerve wracking. I, I actually ended up like, I had a lot of anxiety through the bachelorette. I was not really used to, um, the environment and being told what to do, um, a, a lot of the time, um, at least not having like the freedoms. I shouldn't say like being told what to do cause they don't, they don't really do it, mm -hmm. but it's, it's the freedoms that, that I, um, really really missed um so like you know i found i found solace in in um my buddy lucas and my buddy constantine along the way and um and we got to we got to travel to some really really awesome places um those, those are really fun they put you up in like beautiful hotels i love nice hotels like i mentioned before um and ashley i was intrigued with ashley early on actually i i, I liked her um and i liked that um she paid attention to me at like one at like an earlier stage so i felt like oh maybe you know maybe there's a shot here um so that made me feel pretty good did you ever imagine being final two on that one on that first night? not in a million years and it's funny i talked to you know some of the producers that i that i had ilan and, and peter um just the best of the best you know the best of the best i love those guys um and uh they they i think they said like they didn't they didn't expect me to make it through the first night and um let alone like, <laughs> yeah they, they were why would they, why, say, well, why would they say that I, I don't know i mean like you know there's a certain caliber of, of person that gets or at least in my season that was like put on the show and they're like no this guy has no chance <laughs> and so um yeah like i you know I, I still remember making it to the end and, and really being like floored at, at what happened because that was um it's it's interesting to watch back now like I, I i i will laugh every time like i see a clip or something but like at the time it was just it was so embarrassing it was so it was so bad the uh if it makes you feel any better uh nick vial was also predicted by the by the producers not to go very far Oh, really? All right. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because I remember this now that you're talking. Uh, Alon actually, during my time on The Bachelorette, had compared me to you and said that our initial response to, like, being in that, at, like, environment was very similar. So, like, not scared of it, yet anxious, um, res not reserved, like, we put walls up, but more, like, I got really tired because I was constantly like in my head, nervous, anxious, unable to process the environment around me quick enough to like stay in tune with it. But over time, for whatever reason, somehow, you know, it, it gets more comfortable, but it never feels like, uh, never feels normal. 
It never feels like some really embrace it and can just like really step into it. And I, and I remember Elon looking at me and saying, you're handling this very similar to the bin before you. Interesting. Well, you know, I think that's a test of your character, Ben Higgins. <laughs> a nice, just a nice guy, buddy. You know, and, and that's, uh, you know, there's, there's, they, they cast for, you know, all different reasons, but um, you know, like the, I feel like the nice normal people with, with stuff going on at home probably process it very differently than those that are, you know, they're looking for Instagram followers or, or, or something like that. That's, that's my guess anyway. Yeah, it was a, it's a weird season and it, for you, it led up to, um, a final proposal, you know, at the very end of, of your time on the bachelorette, you did get down on one knee, uh, looking back now, you know, everybody has very similar questions. Did you mean it? Do you regret it? Were you sad? I'm going to ask those same questions. Um, but what do you remember about that moment? You know, I, I remember being like very confident in my decision. Um, I remember, um, thinking that like, that this was it and I was really excited about it um I, I do I still to this day do not regret um doing that uh, it, it felt right in the time and I don't know if it's because of like the bubble that you're in or, or whatever it is but um it's weird because when she said when she said, said effectively no um I I was really quite angry um <laughs> yeah, I remember this I was quite angry because I felt like I felt like I had been like almost tricked a little bit. Mm. Um, and and I, I don't, I don't like blame, you know, the production by any means, but you know, it was, it was part, it was just the whole thing. I just felt tricked and I was mad and I was like, I, this doesn't make any sense. And there was, and like in that moment, what did I say? I said something like the most poignant thing that like I could ever have come up with good things don't end unless they end badly. And I'm, I watched that like a number of years ago and I was like, good for you, buddy. Like that, yeah. that's great. That's brilliant. You, you said that just like out of, out of nowhere. You just go, bam, good things bam. don't end unless they end badly. Yeah. While I'm like pissed off and unsure of like oh. everything. Um, but again, like I don't regret it, but I, I do remember when they put me on that little tin boat and sent me out to sea. Uh, I remember, I remember feeling, it was brutal. I remember feeling, um, like a little bit of sense of relief, honestly, um, where like, maybe this was, maybe this was the end. Granted, it was embarrassing, but, um, you know, at least I, at least I, I went out honest to myself and I, and I, and I meant what I did. And, and so, um, it was an accomplishment, I suppose. Yeah, you're the only final two that had like a weird. I'm sorry if this is the the wrong word because it is, but like pathetic leaving experience where they put you on a boat. Like they wouldn't. I think that fans wouldn't like that today. They wouldn't be okay with that. Like it's already a very embarrassing moment to get on your knee. Then you're gonna go put him in a little a little tin boat with like the sea had swells and Elon was in the front of the boat and, 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 oh. and I'm just sitting there and you know and my hair looks probably terrible I, th- I don't know what was going on with my hair but I apologize to everyone in advance for for my <laughs> they just would have let me wear your hair looks great now well, I mean, you know, it looks so good right now if I just if they would have let me wear a hat it would have been a lot better um, but I, you know it was ter- it was just terrible styling all around there's this great meme that that my buddies still send me like you know, every year on my birthday and it's like me and 
that cartoon Francine from Arthur. Francine. Oh, it's I was going to bring this up. Is that? It's just perfect. Is that? It's perfect. Okay, great. It makes, okay. It makes it <laughs> so hard. Uh, anyway. It's the, Francine from Arthur, guys. Definitely Google it if Ben is okay with this. Totally. There's plenty of memes out there. It's 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 hilarious. I still I still it's fine. Hey, you've made it once you have a meme. Um, totally. A very viral meme. Well, ben, uh before we uh we take one more break and we, we then enter into your time as the bachelor. Yeah. Um on the boat were you heartbroken? Did you expect what was to come? Uh, no, I, did, I didn't expect what was to come. Um, I think I was just stunned in that moment. I remember being on the airplane going going home and I cried. I do, I do remember that. Um, so there, there, there was real raw emotion. And then after like that big kind of exhale and, and all those tears, um, I, I did feel some relief. Um, uh, the, I didn't get a whole lot of closure around all of it, but like, you know, it all, it all worked out as well as it out how long do you think the heartbreak lasted for and would you consider it one of your great heartbreaks uh, along with the other two um no i you know honestly like i wouldn't put it up with the other two uh, it was it was different uh, because because of the environment and everything that, that was going on um you know it was definitely it was definitely heartbreak it was difficult but it, it wasn't like that young puppy love that you you know that you experience i was definitely more weathered in in the department of rejection um in relationships by that point were you friends with jp yeah and still am jp's a great dude he's a good angler and he's a big fan of mollusks so we we share a love of oysters and clams and all of that good stuff he's a, he's a good guy that's how i pick my friends right really, he's a good mollusk <laughs> i'm into it that's what i do uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, Ben, there is still more to come. Your story is not even halfway completed yet. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Ben F. on the Almost Famous In-Depth podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. 
Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging, but actually your cravings are leading you right where you need to be to Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead, enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone fired cauliflower crust pizzas, craving chicken tenders. Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Kali Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Kali Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Kali Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Kali Power. Crave on. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
Okay, Ben. So let's talk about when they first asked you to be the bachelor. How many months was it after you got dumped by Ashley? Did you feel stoked or a little bit weary? Um, good question. It was, I remember where I was, I was, I was at the winery and it was like two weeks, it was like two weeks later. Um, two weeks. Yeah, it was really, really quick. Uh, and I told him I would, you know, give him a few days. Uh, I was coming into harvest, so I was going to be busy making wine. Um, you sound I like thought- Chris Souls. <laughs> Say that again? Chris Souls was also very concerned about it being harvest season. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's farmer boys. Um, and I was more concerned with like, I suppose like how my mom would take it all because she, you know, she had a hard time with me being on television the first time. And, uh, this was a very, very different, different thing. Um, but I, I think I deliberated for maybe 48 hours and I was like, this sure. Why not? Like I, I had a, I had a ton of fun on, on the bachelorette. Um, and I, and I, I enjoyed it immensely really despite the outcome, but uh, so it was, it was pretty quick. What about it? Did your mom, like, what was she most hesitant on? I think just like the um, intrusion into family um, and like our, our story, you know, the, my dad passed away when I was 24. And so we, that was a big storyline. Um, and I'm sure it was like hard for my mom to relive as it was for all of us. Mm. Um, but honestly, like I've said this a lot, that when I was on the bachelorette, you know, in, in speaking into that, that, that camera and like telling your story and like being super authentic, I, I kind of like healed, um, big time around my, my dad's passing. I was able to like talk through it and I, you know, I watched those episodes years ago and I see this, like this kid kind of like getting over it. And, and like coming to terms with it and like talking through it. And it was like, it was super cathartic. And, and Ilan was, it was a, a big part of that. He asked the right questions and um, I'm thankful for that, that period of my life. It is therapy for sure. Was that your first experience with therapy <laughs> in a very non-traditional way? Yeah. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. It can be very therapeutic if, if you embrace it um, and you're willing to like, you know, show your true colors. I think that, I think you're spot on. I, uh, we've, we've had many guests now on in-depth podcasts and, um, one of the themes I think most would say if, if they get asked a question or just that it comes up that their time on the show, good or bad, you know, no matter how it, it, it went for them, that no matter what the time on the show was therapeutic or there was growth within it. And it, it leads Ashley and I, we say it now quite often that we have this theory that if you go on the show, if you want it to be a grown experience, it is one of the most forced environments to that I've ever been in that's allowed me to grow as much as I did during that time. I would never be the man I am today without the show. Sure. I agree. And I can tell you that even if Jared wasn't part of the show, that I would in no way be married right now because it really uh, just shot me into a growth spurt, especially when it came to love relations and racial relationships and vulnerability. Yeah. When are you ever like actually talking about that stuff that deep? Yeah. Exactly. Never. Well, no. even with no, we do not it felt podcast. so awkward. Yeah, it yeah, is. Exactly. <laughs> I pay somebody to have me talk to him about it these days. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> um, ben, a, a question I always love to ask bachelors. When you were asked to be the bachelor, it's exciting. It's fun, right? Uh, we just said it. Like It's like, why not? And then you get there on night one. You get to the mansion. 
and you start meeting the people, you know, the, the founders of the show and the Chris Harrison, and you start getting prepped. If you could flash back to that moment, what, what, were, what did you feel like standing there knowing that within an hour you're going to be walking out of the driveway as the bachelor? Man, um, that was pretty, it was pretty intense, you know, and I'm a, I'm a pretty mellow dude. Um, and I, you know, the, the, obviously anxiety is, is a, is a big part of it. Um, when you just, I think even like in the beginning of like kind of clammed up a little bit, you just, it's, it's so wild and so big because on that mm-hmm. night, there's more people around than the rest of, you know, the, the production, if you will. So there's, you know, those cranes and, and cameras rolling around and all this stuff. And you're used to being a contestant where it's, it's micro, but, but now you're the guy, now you're the lead. Now you got to like carry this thing. Um, it's, and it was really, for me, it was about, um, I guess showing some restraint, um, in the beginning, just, uh, it, it was show, it was, my goals were like to show a little bit of restraint until I felt comfortable. Um, and also make all of the women feel as humanly comfortable as, as possible. That's that's the job of the the main person, in my honest opinion. That's awesome. It's a weird night, was, though. It's a weird, yeah, yeah, you weird talk- night, and it's a long night. It's such a long night. Yeah, you go from zero to a hundred, and I think that's you know you go from being asked and being excited to all of a sudden being in the environment, and then having like a fourteen-hour day as the Bachelor, knowing that every second your your voice is being recorded even when you're falling asleep within conversation. So I get it. And, uh, and it's just always intriguing for me to hear, you know, people like you who step into that and how you, how you processed it. So who knows, maybe a future bachelor's listening right now. Yeah. Good luck. Forgive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, maybe Matt is listening. Maybe some young boy out there who's like 15 and, the show's going to be around for the next 15 years. I mean, it's a great show. You never know. I mean, it's, a, it's a great show. It's a great production. Like, I get it. I don't, I don't think this thing will end. Let's talk about Courtney. Um, did she get your first impression, Rose? Forgive me for not remembering that. Uh, no. My first impression, Rose, went to uh, a girl named Lindsay. Lindsay Hawk. Lindsay was your runner-up. Um, Lindsay was my runner-up. That's correct. Uh, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah. Lindsay rode in on a horse. And um, Lindsay was great and, and still is great. We'll chat every now and again from time to time. Courtney, um, Courtney was, yeah, I mean, everyone was beautiful. And she, she walked through, I think she was the last one to come out of the limo, Courtney was. Um, and she exuded a different kind of confidence she had, uh, which, I, which I really liked. Um, she, she knew who she was in that moment and had clearly had been around cameras being a, a model and all. So I was naturally drawn to that confidence. Now that we're, I mean, how many years are we? Eight, nine years removed? Okay. Is there a girl from your bunch or a couple girls that you look back and maybe wonder what if, or when you think about your season, they kind of like stand out to you besides Lindsay and Courtney? Um, that's a really good question. There was, I think it was the the number the third girl nikki from texas nikki um sterling i believe her name is um she she like disappeared from like the face of the earth and i've like i've not that i'm like in search of, of nikki sterling but i always wanted to like reach out to her and be like you know like thank you for being so sweet and so nice i just always wanted to like, 
you know, let her know um, how much like I appreciated her being around. Um, but as far as being in a relationship with with anyone else, um, that's too tough to say because I was, you know, I was very much, um, you know, Courtney was was my pick, and I was very much okay with that. Well, Nikki Sterling, if you're listening, reach out to Ben and maybe we'd have another Peter and Kelly situation on our hands. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just trying to match me. Ben, I want to dig in a little bit to the Courtney uh, uh, relationship, if you don't mind. Um, It obviously, you know, there were storylines that came out during the show. Uh, You know, we have our iconic Ben F moments that still flash up on screens uh, during you know, bachelor recaps and especially now that the goat is airing. But one of the things that's unique as we were kind of prepping for this is your, your relationship with Courtney, uh, was unique within the bachelor franchise because you were together, you then broke up, but then you got back together again, showing that there was like a pull towards each other for sure. In that season of your life, uh, what was going on? You know, it was, it was, it was really hard to kind of stand by Courtney in, at that time because when the show was airing, it was just it was just uh, mad madness. Like it, obviously, it wasn't shown in like a great light for her, and I was like, "Who is this person?" And I was really confused. So we um, we called it off like while the show was airing, and um, we started chatting again. You know, I think I think we were like, "Let's just take a break," kind of thing. Um, or I don't even remember if we broke up or it was a break, but we, we definitely weren't together. And um, we started to kind of like rekindle and chat again before taping the after the final rose. And um, things were things were pretty good for a while, actually. Um, you know, after that moment, after we reconciled, because we had gone through this this crazy experience together, and um, you know, there was there was love there for sure. Um, but uh, and ultimately, in the end, it, it kind of ran its course. I personally never thought that Courtney was nearly as villainous as they put her across. Even when I was just a fan watching, I was like, I think this is a girl who is being silly and sarcastic and she was just having fun in the interview room and she didn't really mean any harm. She was just like trying to be entertaining. And do you, do you feel like that is what the case was, but she gave them such good content to make it look evil with like music and all that stuff. I, I totally agree with you. It's funny because, you know, when your producers reached out to me for this thing, like I, I haven't watched my season in its entirety ever, but I w- was recently in, in San Diego with, with a buddy and he's like, let's, let's watch it. And we watched the first four episodes and I found myself just laughing at Courtney. I'm like, good for you, girl. Like go, go for it. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. And as you know, watching those i'm like all right i I get it and and she she is quite funny and and she's and she's quite nice and quite lovely um but she she got just she kind of got a raw deal when uh the that that time in your relationship that you know the show and the fans were reacting negatively to courtney and you were by her side as her fiance at the time and trying to make a relationship work how difficult was it to stand by her side i mean obviously it ended it but was it just it was it tearing you up too and why did it ultimately decide to to say goodbye for a bit yeah you know it it was it was hard for me because i felt like i always had had like a a good 
vibe and people you know respected respected me and so you know standing by this this villain was was really hard for mm-hmm. me and you know it in all honesty i probably just kind of chickened out a little bit uh, i was like i just i can't i can't deal with this i'm not i'm not used to this um and i was on i was on the road a lot i was like doing a ton of you know appearances and like bottle signings for my wines all over the country and so like people were constantly coming up to me and i'm you know asking me to sign these like us weekly magazines that were like just not nice and i was like i this is brutal man like that's kind of why i disappeared from the whole franchise i was like i don't i don't know if i can handle the negativity um sometimes i think about that and if, if that was a mistake or not because there are a lot of you know really really nice people that have come out of this franchise um i'm just you know one of the old old souls can you can you speak about your confusion like you're with a girl who seems super lovely and that you you love and then on the tv she's coming across totally different how did you figure out which one was the real her yeah that, that was hard too i think i think for me i was frustrated because i was like like how could you be so stupid like this is a tv show like haven't you watched this before like why wouldn't you have acted differently that kind of thing so for me i think it was more like a disappointment um i think that's what it was how was she handling it then um, not well. It was rough on her, man. She got she got um, heat from everywhere. It was, it was mm-hmm. and you know, for for me to be to have been in a relationship with that person, you know, I'm sure she expected me to you know stand by her side, and 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 I didn't, um, and so that's you know that's on me. It's- I remember being in the interview room a couple times myself, and just being in a sassy mood and thinking. I'm going to, I'm channeling Courtney. I'm going to like eat this freaking rose. I'm going to twirl it around and be super obnoxious and say obnoxious things. And it, it never was a good idea. No, right. No. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, uh, are you guys communicative at all today? I mean, there's some big updates in Courtney's life. Do you guys keep in touch? Yeah, we, we, you know, she she wrote this book a number of years ago, and like we didn't speak for five plus years after that thing because there was, you know, that's one side that of the story, and going. that was pretty not cool. Um, we reconciled uh, a few years ago, and um, we actually ended up um, <clears throat> meeting up over New Year's for a few days in Santa Barbara, oh, wow. and just to see if like, hey, is there like you know, we went through this thing together is like, is there anything there now that we've like buried the hatchet? And, um, I think we both decided that like, you know, there there wasn't, but there's, there's still mutual respect. I'm, I congratulated her on her baby. She still talks to my sister a lot. They're still very close. So there's, you know, there's no ill will or hard feelings. I'm I'm really happy for her and, and her new baby and, and, um, Beyonce or whatever he is. Um, Mm -hmm. so, her book is probably the most salacious bachelor book there is. I talk about how it helps me with casting a lot because she goes into the nitty gritty there. What was it about the book that really irked you? So I, I never read it, but I remember just hearing like bits and pieces. Um, the part that irked me is that like she, she talked about my mom, which I didn't think was very cool. Oh. Um, oh. Outside of that, you know, everything else was... Yeah, if you most of the mom, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Mom, it's fine. You can talk about me. Like, I've been in the public eye. Like, I get it. But moms are off limits, man. Mm-hmm. Sure are. The uh, I know our fans, before we move on here, I, I know everybody listening uh, is going to freak out 
if we don't, if I, if, if one of us doesn't ask this question. So one of the most iconic moments in your season is the ocean scene where you skinny dipped into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, how in the world? And so this is because I've now done this and how in the world as a man who is reserved like yourself, who is a little anxious about this experience, how do you get to a mindset where you're like, screw it. I'm getting naked on national TV and I'm going to the ocean. <laughs> I mean, if you were on a beach in Puerto Rico and some babe asked you to go skinny dipping, wouldn't you do the same thing? That's kind of like, it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, was that the thought process? I, like, Hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go for it, man. Like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, it's funny that I forgot about the skinny dipping portion of it, but I think there was like an uncensored cut too, where you could like see our butts and stuff way back. <laughs> <laughs> uh question was it just a sexy time or was it sexy time uh, i'll leave that up to the imagination but you know you're sequestered for a long time you guys can figure great answer you can figure that one out on your own yeah that's why nobody's forgotten about it nobody's forgotten about that thing. you might have <laughs> forgotten about it nobody else has well that's good to know after <laughs> you after you <laughs> After you and Courtney broke up, Courtney found comfort in the arms of another bachelor, Ari Leyendyke. Was that weird seeing her date somebody else from the franchise quickly? Yeah, it was. That was that was tough because we were buds um, for for a moment there. Um, but they, you know, they lived in the same area and they were probably they probably had gone through similar experiences. You know, it, it's all water under the bridge. But I, I do remember that being being kind of difficult at the time i bet it would be i on yeah it would be it would it would really hurt uh to see that especially within the franchise um ben we uh ashley always has this fun game at the very end of the podcast of so these in-depths where we just rapid firely ask you questions but before we get into that we i, I do really want to hear where you're at today uh we we last saw you on the bachelor uh we know you how that story ended are you dating now um are you pursuing anybody? Uh, yeah, you know, dating's a little tough when you're doing an eat, pray, love thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there's there's no one in particular that that um, I'm dating at the moment. Um, again, like I'm, I'm open to it, um, but uh, you know, for now, I think it's more about just kind of recentering and, and finding my myself again and like figuring out a, a good place. For me to be in so that someone can fit nicely in, into my life um i think that's probably probably the right answer there but no still single man just you know <laughs> still single. yeah yeah hey it's it's uh it's a wild world and i'm sure life is going to take you in a great direction here especially with the intention that you're putting into it and uh last time i saw a headline from ben f which wasn't that long ago i, I feel is uh there there was a rumor being spread that uh, you were seeing Kris Jenner. Um, now, Let's be honest about it. Like, I remember there was just so much rumor around it, but we never really got an answer. Yeah, I don't think anyone really got an answer. It's interesting that the old Kris Jenner days. So I did Kris talk show um, whenever, you know, a year after or whatever it was. And I remember she's like, you know, if you're ever in the area, like, let me know. Um, and we grabbed dinner or something like that. And I was like, great. So I took her phone number and, and I ended up uh, calling her or texting her or something. I was like, hey, I'm in the area. Went over to the house, like I met the whole family, met Kanye, 
Um, oh my god! It was it was crazy, and I remember like I went over in the afternoon, and like they had the little baby North was just like in her little bassinet on the you know the island in there, and everyone's hanging out. I was like, these people are really nice. It was great. Um, Chris Jenner and I never never dated by any means. I was working on a, a tech product that I, I thought could be uh, beneficial to like their brands and things like that. So we had you know a few business dinners. My business partner was at you know half of them. Um, but I, I have nothing but respect for that family. I mean, like the amount of attention they have to go through compared to what we do mm-hmm. and how they handle it and how nice they were to me, uh, for just, mm-hmm. you know, intruding in their, in their life for a few weeks, um, was, was really, they were really lovely. I do love the fact that when people who've actually had like nice, w- have had real encounters with the Kardashians, like gone over to their house and stuff. They always say that they were like so lovely and so warm and down to earth. And I love hearing that because obviously they're one of my favorite public families. Um, you may have not dated Chris, but did you ever kiss her? <laughs> oh, Ashley. No, Chris and I, Chris really? and I, I never asked no, it's fine. Okay, good. But they, just, you know, they... I asked the question, okay? I knew you were, I knew you were thinking it, Ashley. I knew in your head, you're like, I, I just want to get as much information on the Kardashians right now as possible. But I have to ask those questions, especially since there was an episode of the Kardashians where she went up to Ben's winery and she like hung uh, out for the weekend. Yeah. Tell us about that experience. They came up with like Jonathan. They were up there for a Kanye concert. So they, they came up and like filmed at my winery and gosh, I haven't thought about this in so long. This is actually a really great story. And so after we were shooting, they're like, do you want to come to the Kanye show, which was in Oakland? And I was like, hell yes, I do go see Kanye and we had obviously, you know, the best seats in the house and I'm backstage and Kanye comes off and I had met him, you know, a couple weeks prior. And, um, he, he turns to me and he goes, what'd you think of the show? And I was like, what, you, <laughs> like, what, what do you care? Like you're Kanye. I, it was great, man. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Knowing him as little as you do, like, is it sad to see just the way that he's had this sort of like, you know, moment uh, publicly? Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know the whole the whole story or anything, but but anytime like anyone's dealing with mental health issues and stuff, it's not cool to not cool to poke fun. Um, that's what I'm assuming is is probably going on, um, and especially how yeah. like nice they all were to me. Um, I hope that they manage to navigate this situation accordingly. Ben F, the the best critic that Kanye's ever asked for. <laughs> for her yeah, it's so good, man. So, so good. Um, ben, we really appreciate your time with us. Uh, it's not quite time to say goodbye to you yet, though. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take one last break. And when we come back, Ashley is going to do what she does. She does a lot of things best and well but this is like one of my favorite moments of every end uh we'll be back with ben f and ashley uh will uh, will host the rapid fire round um during this in-depth almost famous podcast we'll be back as every parent knows kids seem to be everywhere all at once it's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. 
So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving in to your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Kali Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Kali Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm so excited for this uh, rapid fire because I feel like you have given me so much to um, to work off of in this interview. Right. So it's going to be very personal to you. Are you ready? ready? In this eat, pray, love journey that you're on, what are you eating that fills your soul? Pizza, lots of pizza. All pizza. It's because it's the best thing on the road. Pizza. Okay, amazing. Is there a certain spot that people should go uh, in Texas or in San Francisco? A must? Um, my favorite Bay Area pizza is probably Pizza Hacker. It's in uh, San Francisco and in Marin now, oddly enough. I have to ask, the Kardashian that you would most like to take on a date if she were single or in another lifetime? Um, probably Kim because she was the nicest to me. She was the most welcoming. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, my Kim. Um, (laughs) you tweeted recently that you love Taylor Swift. You said, quote, Taylor Swift, you're the best. So what's your favorite song on folklore? Um, boy, she's, I've had a thing for her, even when she was doing that early country stuff. Um, the one, probably my favorite. It's just... Okay. It's just great. The whole that whole album's great. Good. Is that safe to say? Safe to say that Taylor Swift is your celebrity crush? Um, yeah, her and Kristen Wiig, because Kristen Wiig's hilarious and a babe. That's a good duo. That'd be a really fun triple date. Right. Two on one. Let's go. Two on one with Chris and Wig and Taylor Swift. Wow. Let's, let's set that it up. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Sounds yeah, let, me, let me know if you can pull that one off, please. You're single. So what is your most, like, your must-have quality in a lady? Um, independence is probably numero uno. Um, I, like, I like a woman that I can, like, take to a, you know, a, a, a gala or a party or something like that and and do their own thing for 15 minutes and come back and just like feel as comfortable as when I left her. How do you date? Are you on the apps? Um, I'm not on the apps. I, um, I've done a little bit of like the Instagram sliding and DMing every once in a while. That mm-hmm. seems to be like mm-hmm. a decent channel. Uh, great. Ben great is avenue. a fan. Big fan of that. Right? 
I met my fiance on that. I just messaged her and said, Hey, I think you're pretty. And Hey, look at us now. <laughs> That's all it takes. Hey, you're pretty. <laughs> pretty. Okay. You led into this question, bachelor girl who you'd most like to have notice in her DMs. Oh gosh. Like, okay, so let me read that. Bachelor no, I girl get it. I get you'd it. slide into your DMs. Yeah, you like slide my... into her DMs. Or that you wish would show up in your inbox. There you go. It's probably JoJo Fletcher. JoJo Fletcher. Yeah. Okay. I, you guys were, you knew, you know JoJo, right? Like you had a, some like brotherly connection or something with her brothers? I don't think so. No. Oh, that's okay. No. Okay. It's not me, no. JoJo but I almost, I almost thought about like recasting again when I found out she was the bachelorette. Mm, that would have been that would have been a shocker. <laughs> Fantastic story right there. That's amazing. We all love JoJo. Okay, what is your favorite wine to drink personally when you know you are eat praying and loving? Um, I shard so hard. Chardonnay, French Chardonnay is my favorite. Um, anything- <laughs> you shard hard. <laughs> so hard. So does Ashley. <laughs> you shard so hard. <laughs> I'm more of a red wine girl, but I, recently bought <laughs> I like the expression. My mom shards real hard. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if you want to team up, I recently bought that domain and I'm figuring out what to do with shards so hard. But oh, I'll, I'll, I'll join in. Yeah. <laughs> French chard, burgundies and Chablis. Those are my favorite. Okay, cool. And lastly, what is the wine that you serve at an at-home date or, you know, order on the menu for a lady and yourself? Um, I'm a white wine kind of dude. Um, so yeah, Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay or some like uh, Melon, some Muscadet, something like that. So it's just like lower alcohol, easy to drink. Um, I drink white wine like a middle-aged woman. It's kind of my, my jam. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you on the Housewives next. Now that's a reality show that Ben Flanagan would excel on. There you go. I'll just like show up shirtless delivering bottles of Chardonnay. i would watch it uh hey ben you're the man i really appreciate you thank you for coming on we end every in depth with this if you have uh 30 seconds to talk to the listeners uh with anything going on in your life that you'd just like to leave them with or anything you'd like to promote and talk about the stage is yours uh starting now um yeah i mean obviously i'm still making i'm still making rosé so if you want to if you want to buy any rosé it's it's ion.wine not.com ion.wine but more importantly i think that you know given the the climate and the situation of what's going on in the world today like dig deep um listen to yourself you know try to try to take some time and if, if you can't do an eat pray love at least um you know find a few days to, to kind of reset because it's crazy man i just <clears throat> i don't know what i don't know where this is gonna what the world's gonna look like at the end of it but i, I just hope that everyone's um you know, mentally sane and, and happy. So surround yourself with, with loved ones and, and support each other. That's really the, the big message I'm, I'm looking for these days. The original Bachelor, Ben. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks very much, guys. Hey, we mentioned it uh, at the beginning. You might see it in the show notes. Don't forget that today's episode is two bachelors for the price of one. Up next, Jake Pavelka. Yes, Jake Pavelka, the, the original pilot bachelor. <laughs> As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. 
Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving in to your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Collie Power. <laughs> Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Cauliflower's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Cauliflower, crave on. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. From Dallas, Texas... He was known as the very first Bachelor who was a pilot. He was originally a <laughs> contestant on The Bachelorette, Jillian Harris's season, and was brought back soon after to star as The Bachelor. Jake Pavelko, welcome to the Almost Famous In-Depth podcast. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. How are you? We're doing really well. We're doing great. Ashley and I are excited to talk to you today. This is a, a special In-Depth we're going to actually have two uh, former bachelors in one episode. Uh, hey, Jake, to get it started here, um, I know right now you're working, and so there's going to be a little background noise. Where exactly you are you at in the world? Well, uh, so as you know, um, I left the airline industry. I no longer fly anymore. The airlines, very unfortunately, because of COVID pandemic, I'm hearing some very, very deep furloughs. I think I've heard almost 2,500 pilots uh, across the board at all the major airlines. So I left the airline and I opened up an environmental business here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And it has been just, we're in full explosive growth mode. It's been amazing. Oh, good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. When good. did you uh, make that decision? So I officially, uh, I guess I, my, I completed my 17th year at the airline in 2018 and left there. It's 2018. So, oh, okay, so pretty recently. The, yeah. I miss flying, but I tell you what, owning a business, I know, as you know, Ben, you know, it's owning a business is just amazing. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's the coolest thing I've ever, absolutely coolest thing I've ever done. It, it, it is a, uh, <laughs> I guess, a pursuit worth uh, going down. I always tell anybody to do it. I don't think it's easy. Uh, and in fact, uh, I just said it the other day. I said the one thing about having your own business and starting a business is you never feel fully capable of doing it. Um, yes. You always feel a little bit behind. But, hey, you know what? For now, let's start back at the beginning where people that listen to this podcast, uh, they'll remember you from. You grew up in Texas and started taking flying lessons at a young age. What exactly did. Got, What got you into flying? So I just always been – I used to have dreams that I could fly. 
And so I always knew I'd be involved in aviation in some capacity. I didn't realize it would turn into a career, but so I uh, just started taking flying lessons when I was 10. I'd go mow yards and then go buy 30 minutes and go mow more yards and go buy 30 more minutes. And it just turned into enough flight time to uh, actually work for a company called Ameriflight out of Burbank uh, was my first job. And I remember a 35 millimeter film that you put in the cameras. Yeah. I used yeah. to fly undeveloped 35 mil millimeter Fuji film uh, up and down the West coast in the middle of the night. So I'd go from Burbank up to Oakland, down to Vegas, back to Burbank. Interesting. Now, how did the bachelor get a hold of you? Did you apply or no. was, were you nominated? Good question. My church nominated me. So the pastors of the church came up and said, Hey, if we nominated just a pretty cool show, would you want to, would, would you be interested in that? And I was like, well, of course, but you know, I'm not a celebrity and I'm not royalty or anything like that. Why would they be interested in me? And sure enough, I still kind of crazy that all that happened. What do you think it was about you that your, your pastor of the church saw they were like, this is a guy that I want to sign up for the show because that, that is probably a, a, especially back then, a big step for any of those people to take in your life to say, I want to sign you up for this dating show. Especially in a church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I told them, I told them that I knew you Ben and they were like, Oh yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta do it. Oh uh, yeah. I was the cool <laughs> high school kid back then. Yeah. I was the nerd back in high school at that point. No. So what they were, what they were hoping was, uh, you know, I grew up in the church Christian and they, they're like, you know, we know that you're not going to go sleep with all of the, all of the women, you know, you, you'll, you'll be a, a gentleman. And I, you know, I went on there and tried my absolute best. Do you feel like you made the church proud? Yes. But you know, what's crazy though. So it doesn't matter what you do on the, you know, during the fantasy suite, whether you intend to have sex or not, it doesn't matter the way the show is produced. You know, it's like the doors closing really slow and then a hand reaches around and puts the do not disturb. So it's completely insinuated no matter what you do. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. It is. I sat on my couch and enjoyed watching you, Ashley. That was, you did a good job. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Well, they aired Allie's season last week, and of course, Allie is one of your top four girls. How does it f feel just like watching people from your season move on and just like how they, you know, form families of their own and just like it all started with you? Oh, that's great. Um, you know, I, I haven't talked to Allie. There's several of the uh, several of the women that I've kept in touch with over the years, you know, they're married, now have kids, and it's really cool to see you know, just see their lives progress and everything. But yeah, that's interesting. I was wondering why my Instagram blew up last week. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, honestly, it's, it is. It's probably because these women who are definitely a part of your story are now back on the television for these GOAT, you know, kind of reunion re recap shows. One of the purposes of the In-Depth podcast is to, is to go beyond the show and to go into the lives of the people that have participated in it. And Gia was some somebody that we sadly lost um and uh can you just spend a little bit of time jake and for anybody out there that maybe didn't get to watch the season and didn't get to know her personally what kind of person was she oh she was <clears throat> she had a thing for athletes that was that was her vice right there she loved dating professional athletes and 
but golly, I remember when she got out of that limousine, she was so drop dead beautiful. Uh, her personality matched it. Uh, I mean, she just glided over to me. Um, I knew that just the way she addressed me that night, I'm going, wow. I mean, if your personality is just half of, you know, how beautiful you are. And turned out she was just the whole package. Um, it's funny. I remember we were in St. Lucia during the season and we were sitting on the beach and, you know, I really wanted it to be her, but I could tell that we just maybe were looking for different things in life. Um, and uh, that it, it probably long-term wasn't going to work. And what it did is it turned into a really good friendship afterwards. She was somebody that I confided in and she'd been, you know, through that journey with me. So it was like when something would go, go wrong or go right, you know, we would, you know, stay in pretty close contract contact. We did the bachelor or bachelor pad, the second season of the bachelor pad together. That was a, that was a blast. So that was um, actually the first person I was really close with that I lost in life. And so that was a really, that was a tough time in 2013. Gia's passing is so, so sad. Um, I want to move on to just where you are in life today. Have you had a serious girlfriend since the show? Um, you know, you left with, we all, we all know that you left with Vienna and it was very uh, dramatic. It did not end well. Did that like prevent you from getting into um another relationship soon after no um i've actually dated some really amazing women after the bachelor uh i've been in a relationship for we've kind of been on and off for about two years uh she was going through law school at smu and so it's really hard to spend time together so it was like we were on for a little while then we were off while she was going through school now she's barred and has a has a job and so that's looking pretty good. So I'm currently in a serious relationship. Her name is Tiffany. I think Made I amazing. I think I remember this, Jake. You kind of talking about it once we were in Vegas that you had something. Yeah, that's right. Good. I had actually up. just met Tiffany then. Yep. So I mean, because you've dated for two years, you've had some good relationships. After your time of the Bachelor, which, as we know, didn't uh, work for you, as it doesn't for for many people that go on the show, but you gave it a good shot. Were you ever asked to be the Bachelor again? Was I ever asked to be the bachelor yeah, like again? Yeah, like a second time. No. Never asked to be again. So, I mean, because it's interesting, you know, you if we look back and you weren't asked to be the bachelor again, but you're still considered one of those bachelors that stand out to people. What what do you think made you a great bachelor? So, it kind of seemed like the the franchise was I know at that time the franchise I don't say I know. I don't believe the franchise was doing real well. Um, I think what they did, what Mike Fleiss did was, was brilliant. Rather than bringing really well-known people in, I think he started, you know, one, recycling people that already went through The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, have, having them back. So I think that was a really good move on their part. And I was just a normal guy, you know, somebody that, you know, I'd throw a pilot uniform on and go move people around the United States, kind of like Pete does. Um, you know, just very normal people. I tried to be very relatable. I was myself. Um, I tried really hard to treat, you know, the women with the utmost respect that they deserve. And, I, you know, I, 
it, not to mention uh, one of the women that on my season slept with the producer, so that helped with uh, the ratings, I think, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. That's a big deal. What was her name? Uh, her name was Rosalind. Uh, Rosalind. Rosalind Pappas, yeah. Oh she gosh. had a relationship with a producer, like a, a per, like a cast producer. Yeah, it, that was not produced. I remember them talking. Like Jake, you're not going to believe this. A guy's name was Ryan. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but he was one of the field producers that came in to do my hometown package. So he, he like shot all those flying scenes and with the airplanes. But yeah, I mean, I guess they wound up hitting it off when he was doing uh, when he was producing the house and everything and got real close wound up being a storyline <laughs> are they still guess... together do we know this do we know if there's like did anything ever happen i don't think so but she was worth losing uh, his job over mm. i'm sure he got fired right <laughs> he did yeah he did and they put it all they aired it all it was really oh, surprising wow. like, dude, do you not watch the show that you produce see what happens when you do that wow how I did mean, you find I'm out surprised. about it so one of the producers told me, I knew, you know what? It was Cassie, uh, my, my producer on there. She said, hey, look, something's going on with Rosalind. And one of the producers, she said, you can, you can probably figure out what it is. Chris is going to come in and like fully disclose what it is. But she's probably going to be leaving. So, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you know, in a frame of mind to have a serious conversation with him. It's like, I know exactly what's going on. It was the second episode. We weren't deep enough into it. You know, it was kind of like, hey, if that's how you're going to operate here, goodbye. I wouldn't do that to somebody. You know. The thing is, I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened more often. <laughs> because you do get so close and intimate with the producers. And, like, they are the people that you are, like, connecting with and, like, sharing your soul with. And The Bachelor just seems, like, so far off. Um, and like on a pedestal. So I've, I'm, I'm not, I'm not completely surprised that this has happened or, and, but I'm surprised that it hasn't happened more. There was girls on my season where we would talk about kind of like, maybe not the full blown crushes we had, but feeling a little something, something for a producer or two. That's because the, you know, those in the moment interviews, you know, they're asking, well, Ashley, when he, when he said that to you, how did that make you feel? And like, if I was him, what would you say? Right. And then there's just I, like you, that, um, they they have so much like emotion toward you and yeah. they're like, oh, I know, I know. It seems like they're feeling the exact same feeling that you are. Oh God. I, you brought up a really good point. If to do it all over again. I would try to have a very, like, a very basic season. Like, we don't need to go to, you know, Indonesia or Bali. I mean, all it's great, Australia, things like that. Let's let's stay local. Let's go to the Caribbean, and don't put me on a pedestal. Don't make me out to be a celebrity. Let let me just be me, so that you know the women aren't looking up, going, "Oh my gosh." It should be, oh, that's Jake. Easy to talk to, easy to approach. You know, I could tell him anything. And I felt that way with Jillian. It was like, oh, my gosh, here comes the Bachelorette. You know, because mm-hmm. they, they, they elevate you up a little bit. And it does this psychological mind game when you're one of the contenders. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, with all that being said, too, I, I totally agree with you. But since you were the Bachelor, I mean, you have worked on some projects that have definitely kind of 
lifted you up to be one of those celebrities? I mean, if we go back at your resume here, you've done Dance with the Stars, you did Bachelor Pad, uh, you're on The Bold and the Beautiful, and uh, you've appeared on some other TV shows. So, I mean, from The Bachelor, you really have kind of created your own celebrity. I guess the, I've never felt that way. You know, I mean, I, and that's one of the things that, you know, I want to like just tell both of you. It's like, it's so cool. You know, I mean, everybody in America knows who you both are, but you don't act any different. I mean, you're just very genuine on your Twitter feeds and your, your Instagram and everything. I think that's one of your best qualities. I've tried to do the same thing. I mean, I'm just Jake. I'm not, you know, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not any better. I'm not any worse than anybody. It's just Jake. Yeah. Well, and, and I appreciate that, man. And it is something that, that Ashley and I try to do. We, we, tr we really try lean on each other, especially through the podcast and kind of the people listening, just keeping level heads, uh, never letting it get too high or too low. Uh, Caitlin, but keep your star up. Keep your star yeah. up. Well, we got to, and and stars are aligning right now for uh, for Caitlin dancing Brist with the stars. Yeah, exactly, Ash. So many uh, puns. So many puns, and, and and one of our good friends, Caitlin Bristow, obviously we found out on a Go episode a few uh, weeks ago that she's going to be on Dance with the Stars in the next upcoming season, whenever that can happen. Uh, you've done Dance with the Stars. Any advice yeah. for Caitlin? You know what? I've never met Caitlin. Caitlin, I. I just hear the greatest things about her. Um, I'm going to try to go to one of the shows that she's on if they have a if they have a live audience. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think she's going to do real well. Um, Same. Just just spend the time you need with your coach and listen to your coach or listen to your listen to your pro. How challenging was it? Like how exhausting? <laughs> I can't dance. I was I had to practice ten hours a day. I think it wore Chelsea, my partner, out. Tenley is, you know, a, a good friend of Ben and mine, and she was your runner-up, and she is now happily married, and I think yeah. her her baby is due within the next two months, I'd say. Yeah, really How soon. How does it feel seeing her um, in mommy mode? That, I think that's, like, she is built to be a mother, so I, I couldn't be happier for her. And you know, the crazy thing is 10 years later, she looks exactly the same, just striking. Yeah. Tinley's one of those. Tinley's one of a kind. She's a, a really special special human. She's a great friend of the podcast, a good friend of ours. It's somebody yeah. that we've all been really rooting for, and we're just super engaged. And I know Ashley and I just really think highly of her. Yeah. I was hoping that eventually Tinley would wind up on Dancing with the Stars. Mm. I could see her doing really well on that. Yeah, she would take the Mirabal trophy. Yeah, that's For right. sure. She has such a dancer's <laughs> body. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. It um, it means a lot that you took the half an hour out of your day. Thank yeah, you. I'm right. sorry I was so rushed. It was hard to put this together, so I appreciate the latitude. Hey, no oh, problem, no. man. It's great. Hey, Ben, Thanks I always so like much. to ask, uh, and I'll, I want to extend the same. Ben, is there anything that I can do for you? Do you need any, what can I do to help with your your company? That's what really nice of you, man. That's really nice of you. Right now, uh, you could, uh, you know, if you like coffee, just uh, jump online and buy a bag of coffee. That would help. I'd love to see your name come across. I'll do it. You're I promise man. I'll do it. Thanks, dude. What about you, Ashley? You know, when you have a kid, you can buy our children's book, Lucy and Clark's <laughs> Puppy Love. <laughs> I'll buy I'll buy ten copies. Okay, if you have a niece or nephew, <laughs> if you that promise will like to it. sign them. Yeah, that's right. Yes, of course. Lucy and Clark 
a story of puppy love. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, Jake Pavelka, thanks a lot for joining us, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I've discovered the secret to turning diaper duty into pure parenting joy. Okay, well, that might be a stretch, but Pampers Swaddlers is truly the answer. They feature a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, including even blowouts. And for 2024's hottest baby shower slash sprinkle gift, it's the Pampers Diaper Stash. I am so for diapers for a baby shower our registry this pampers diaper stash is an online diaper fund where family and friends can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out just create an account share it and then watch it grow and then gift it so easy so whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness with pampers swaddlers and the pampers diaper stash If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. 